Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. I imagine some of you have seen this already. I just got the Moped Rich calendars in, and I put some teaser pics up there. And know what's awesome? Conan got on the cover, because that boy... I don't know too many people who are working as many hours, wrenching and pumping out as many bikes. Now, I probably, Conan and I, we probably work the same amount of hours, probably doing the same amount of hard work, but that boy is pumping out bikes left and right. The Lomos got on the fucking cover of Moped Rich Calendar this year. It's so fucking awesome, dude. I'm so happy for that guy. Um, snuck a couple Minnesota bikes in there. You guys have seen by now on the um instagram feed a second chance a moped podcast this the instagram feed is second chance pod second chance pod why i came up with that i don't know but now i can't fucking change it because it is forever etched in history at least it is for a year on moped rich's calendar because my grand prix got in there um yeah dude it's fucking cold in minnesota and i haven't wanted to do shit other than like go to work maybe work out a little bit yeah, that's about it. I'm. It is what it is, man. We're in the we're in the dog days of winter. I don't think that is a thing, but I did see something promising tonight when I came home before I was going to record this. Um, I saw dusk at six p.m., which is fucking awesome, dude. That is like the ray of hope because once you can see a little bit of light at six p.m., dude, we're on the uphill swing. I'm so fucking happy. Um. And yeah, just fucking rad shit's happening in mopeds. I'm getting excited for the zeros um swap meet that's coming up. I guess they're do they're gonna do another show uh with Jason from Moped Monday, and that's fucking rad. I hope they get on there, get more get more word out. Um can't wait to see those guys in a month or so. I know Mars is flying in for that, which is fucking rad. Um yeah, just it's gonna be good. We're all gonna get together. And it's going to be fun. And that's, you know, mopeds are silly and they're stupid. And we should never take this shit too serious because we're playing with fucking children's toys, people. We're playing with children's toys. And, you know, it's just have fun like kids. Because, like, that's the way I get, like, with mopeds. Like, I I kind of put my ho- – I'm slowly putting my hobbit back together. And – I don't know if I said this on my other podcast. Here's a pro tip. Car washers don't work for shit on fucking rear wheel grease. I will just say that because I fucking brought my <laughs> mags to the car wash and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to take my frame and wash it. I'm going to what? Four bucks and quarters later, fucking nothing's clean for shit. And I'm just like, fuck this. I'm just going to take it home. I mean, it got the first layer off, but like uh, the gunk engine degreaser they get in the spray bottle not the can aerosol but the spray bottle you can get o'reilly that is the greatest like first clean wipe down product for mopeds like it's so fucking good i can't stress it enough um but yeah life's red um i don't have a good segue i was gonna be all witty and stuff about a few things but i'm not going to i'm just gonna introduce my guest um He's in the very first moped club of MA, uh, which is rad because like if it wasn't if it wasn't for Kalamazoo, 
none would this be would this be a thing or would this just be a bunch of independent things bantering at each other on a bunch of different facebook groups or myspace groups at the time um so i will always like and respect the founders of the early days of mopeds and i'm just gonna have my guest introduce himself hey what's going on everybody this is uh mike with the decons uh been been a decon since i don't know 2004 2005 something like that so uh definitely been around the game in and out for the last almost 20 years right on mike okay here on second test moped podcast we go through people's moped journeys i.e the very first time they saw a moped the smile ride and kind of their progression you know middle part in the end so mike let me ask you what is the very first memory you have of a moped not necessarily getting it on but like the first time you can even as a kid remember hey that what's that noisy little weed whipper thing with wheels so it would have been uh probably in the early early mid 90s uh my grandfather had a race car and we'd go down to the racetrack all the time now what Um, now i love to watch cars turn left what kind of race car we talking drag racing we talking dirt we talking Drag race. He had a, oh. a 74 Ranchero that would do a quarter mile in about nine and a half seconds. Dude, that's moving. Yeah, that's fucking it's, moving. So, um, but I remember hanging out in the pits and, you know, seeing all these little bikes, you know, most of them were little shitty scooters, you know, sprees or whatever. And uh, he had a pit bike, a little spree that he let me rip around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saw that, but then there were, there were a couple of, you know, no pads and, and otherwise, but those were kind of in the periphery, never really, you know, thought much about him just thought hey this is stupid i'm cool you know 12 years old just hauling ass around the uh the racetrack ripping up and down the sidewalk at his house stuff like that um but then flash forward a few years uh i was in college at western in kalamazoo and uh around 2002 had no car i was you know pushing a pedal bike around campus and uh saw these these stupid little pedal bikes with motors all over the place Mm -hmm. and was pretty much instantly hooked um you know poor college kid couldn't really afford anything just kind of threw that in the uh the back burner there and uh about a year later really started seeing more of them and really there's uh the rocket star you know hung out there and drank a lot of coffee coffee shop that was uh owned by dan kastner one of the uh first decons okay you know they would they would meet there on sundays for rides and seemed like everybody was always hanging out there so through that i got uh you know involved with uh with some of the club members again on the periphery um, but, uh, first, first time I actually got on a real moped would have been the day I bought my first, uh, first bike. It was a 79 motorbicane 50 V. Oh, dude, um, you had punishment just asking for it right away. Didn't you? Absolutely. For, uh, probably the first 10 or 12 years, all I ever played with were, uh, were French bikes. So, you know, dude, I had that's that awesome. voodoo. Yeah, yeah, dude. No, that's right. I, it's kind of like throwing the kid in the deep end of the pool. Like, just fucking do it. Like rip off that, like. I went variated right away. So, I mean, and you went like PhD level of variation. So fucking rad, dude. Well, you know, it, it didn't stay stock for very long, but, uh, again, this was the early days. So there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, anything that we could do. Yeah. Um, but so I, I bought the bike from 1977 mopeds. Uh, this was their old, old shop, old, mm-hmm. old, old shop. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I rolled in there and, uh, Dave B was working the counter you know, it was, that was a venture between Dave B and, uh, and Dan at mm-hmm. the time. And they had two bikes for sale, right? They had a red 50 V with the, uh, you know, the double seat 
and then they had a Pook Newport with a big ass goofy windscreen. So it was 450 for the Motobicane and 475 for the Pook. And I'm sitting there like, dude, I'm super broke. I don't even know what I can do. Um, definitely didn't have the money. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I was, I was talking to my girlfriend, um, at the time we'd been married now for like 16 years. Awesome, <laughs> She's dude. like, absolutely not. Do not get this. This is stupid. You can't afford it. Where are you going to put it? You know, being the voice of reason, right? Like yeah. we were living together. Like you can't, you know, we're scraping by to make rent and everything. Hmm. Uh, so then I called my brother who I don't have a great relationship with. He was like, yeah. Hey dude, you want to float me like 400 bucks? <laughs> so you know my brother throws me uh four hundred dollars and uh i go up there and i'm talking to dave and uh you know i remember one of the first things i said to him was man my girlfriend's gonna kill me when i get home um and then i hand him 450 dollars and uh jump on this motorbicane <laughs> so uh, it was, it awesome, was awesome dude. it was the uh the best 25 miles per hour that uh that i'd ever done you know what i mean yeah so you know shot around around town for a little while in that it was great to have a way to get to and from class that was you know easier than than biking or walking yeah yeah um, dude, definitely but at that point i was i was determined to uh you know force my way in and uh make everybody think that i was cool mm -hmm. um so i spent a lot of time you know like going up to to 77s and be like hey guys what is uh what's that thing you got there what are you working on hmm. oh you want to talk to me about mopeds you want to tell me how to do something cool what can i do to make this thing faster you know, you want to help me make it faster, right? <laughs> so, you know, we, we threw a, a shot on there, a 15 and, uh, away we went. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in those days, you know, if you saw a kid with a bi turbo on his bike, you know, you knew he was super hot shit, right? Yeah, dude. That's like, everybody still talks shit a little bit about bi turbos, but like, from my understanding, the bi turbo is still the greatest pipe for a stock Tomos. Like it's just, they're just match made in heaven. And was that like that weird two piece by turbo that I've heard about in the early days? Like there were kind of, there were some goofy, I think Graham from Moped Factory and the Cranks like was talking about, they're just, there's a weird two piece by turbo out back in the day. Uh, so these ones were not, this was back in the day too, where it's like you, you'd talk to the guys at the shop, you know, this was before treats and everything. And, uh, you know, you'd throw them hundred bucks for a pipe or whatever, and you'd wait mm -hmm. for four months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there was, there was, you know, limited, uh, limited part flow and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, the, the first couple of years, you know, it was, uh, well, I, I ended up getting, uh, getting patched in at the end of that year. So that would have been like 2005. What was the, now that always fascinates me for the decons. What was the early day of prospecting? Like, and like, yeah. Want to just talk about that a little bit? So yeah, at that point we didn't have, um, now we've got, you know, a set of bylaws and, you know, things are a little more, uh, regimented, um, back in the day it was, you know, Hey, come and hang out. Uh, we'd hang out at the coffee shop. We would ride every Sunday. Um, you know, it, and at that point the decons were like 40, 45 deep. Mm -hmm. So there were, you know, factions within little groups here, clicks there. Um, but pretty much it was, you come out, you ride you wrench, um, you make it to a rally. And at that point, you know, we were throwing our, our Memorial day rallies every year, okay. you know, so you, you get to a rally and then, uh, they would throw a vote. It wasn't, uh, you know, super, super rigid or anything. Um, you know, not, not that we are terribly rigid these days, but, uh, yeah. it, it was real laid back. Um, 
so I got, I got patched in the end of that year. You know, I'd been hanging out with the guys for, I don't know, four months, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, first rally would have been, I, I want to say it was MA barbecue 11. Mm-hmm. It was 10 or 11. Um, that rally was an absolute shit show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ended up, uh, I ended up breaking my elbow at that rally and, uh, running from the cops during the no rules race. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we, we wrecked at the beginning of the race and, uh, it was me and three other guys, something like that hurried up and pushed stuff out of there. And, uh, you know, I, I got my bike over to the 77 shop. This is when they were on the, the walking mall, you know, fixed the bike. I hurting like hell three days later. I, I finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I went to the hospital and we're like, yeah, dude, you've been, uh, you've been rolling around on a broken elbow. You can't ride your moped anymore. Yeah. You know, until it heals or whatever. So again, no other, uh, no other means of transportation. So it was, uh, pull my arm up out of the sling when I get to where I was, or, you know, get on the bike and ride somewhere, mm-hmm. get to where I'm going hurting like hell, put my arm back in the sling, go around class work, whatever. Dude, I totally hear you on that. Like, um, Marie from the casserolers through, uh, the moped pizza party thing. She did a thing Memorial weekend and I fucked up riding my, I was, I was somehow became one of the blockers and it was a weird camera in the road. Long story short, I ended up wheeling a little bit that washed me over to the curb and fucking hung up and I jumped and fucking landed right on my elbow, like threw my bike into a tree, basically and landed on the boulevard. And that was my whole thought the whole time. Like, please don't fucking be broken. Please don't fucking be broken. Like I ended up wa- putting my arm in a sling for the rest of the night. And I woke up the next day and like rode around the stock moped for the rest of the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I'll tell you what, it's, it's been quite a while and I still have problems with my elbow, right? Tell yeah. you when it's going to rain for sure. <laughs> but no, the, uh, the, the early rallies, man, those were, uh, those were a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It was, like I say, mostly, mostly stock bikes. There were a couple mm-hmm. kitted, a couple stock modified stuff like that, but, uh, you know, nothing like you see today. Um, but you know, that kind of reminds me like it's, so uh, what you're saying fun. is there wasn't a need for a lot of gas stops. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> versus like people with hobbits who are kidding, like, dude, I'm getting 22 miles of the tank. We gotta stop. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't get my first bike until much later. Uh, just kind of throw it. I threw a, a 74 Parma on, on my AV seven. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I did that the night before one of our rallies in Kalamazoo. I'd, I'd already moved out of town. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Let's, let's throw a kid on it and see what it does. And, you know, of course, no breaking, just, just going at it. And, uh, dude, I, about... I wonder how many people through time. Oh, night before rally, let's rekit a bike. Fuck it. Like, yeah. Well, you know, that one didn't end so well. Like I, it's the only time I've ever ended up in chase, uh, mm. at a rally. Um, I thought I, I thought I seized. Turns out I ran out of gas because, <sighs> you know, a kidded bike wants to, wants to drink a little bit more than, uh, you know, your stock stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, some of the old days, man, like, uh, the, uh, I think it was barbecue 12, something like that. The, uh, the bourbon bandits had come up and mm-hmm. uh, at that point it was like Jesse, um, Jesse and three other folks, I can't remember who all was there the first year. And like, I was, I was riding around and I see this, this van with uh, a trailer and like, I don't know, there was a, I want to say a VLX on there and a, a star flight. And I'm like, who the hell are these people? They were, they looked super lost, you know, pulled them over and was like, Hey guys, what's going on? 
turns out they were they had driven up from uh, from Louisville, had no place to stay, no idea what was going on with the rally, none of the information. Yeah. So uh, they crashed with me that year, right? Next year they came back. They rolled like twelve deep. Nice. And they were they were on their way to become an official at that point, or they had just become official. Um, you know, how's twelve of those guys? And of course, they brought a bunch of bourbon up, and you know, we're in my small apartment. And all your sorts wife of is really impressed at this point. I'm guessing. No, she was all about it. They were, okay. they were super cool. Like really, uh, really good house guests. Nice. You know, it was, dude. It, I mean, as, as much as 12 people, you know, coming and just crashing your, your two bedroom apartment can be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Um, out of town rallies back in the day were, were stupid and, and big fun, you know, mm-hmm. again, riding, riding stock bikes. Like I rode out to, uh, I think it was, Bling BQ two or three out in Chicago with Petty Cash. Yeah. Rode a, a stock. Uh, oh, what the hell was I on that day? I don't even remember what it was. Maybe a Gorelli mm-hmm. that I borrowed from somebody because I, I had uh, ridden out to Red October two, you know, the year before. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the motorbicane was definitely not uh, not great for stuff like that. We got caught in a rainstorm and stuff like that. You know what a belt ride bike is in, uh, yeah, in the yeah. rain. So no, it was, uh, it was always big fun, man. Those, those early rallies when, uh, it was just, just the wild west. It was, uh, it was always good stuff. Yeah. Stuff probably wasn't quite as formatted as it is today. No, it was super, super loose. Like nobody had any idea what the hell was going on. Yeah. You know, I, I remember sitting in a garage. I want to say it was Kurt from Petty Cash, his place, and he was he was building a bike right before the rally or during the rally. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how it goes, right? You're you're hosting. Why not uh why not slap something together? Exactly, dude. Yeah. So, Let's not shake anything down. We'll just we'll just send it. That's that shit makes me so happy. Um so you're talking about like getting in the little nucleus of the Midwest there, you know, you're hitting some stuff in Michigan, you're hitting Petty Cash. Um when was the first time you like would say you went a distance to go to a rally in your early years? Like, cause you're still, this is still the very early days of uh moped army. So like, yeah, it would have been like, you know, 2006, 2007. Um, I never really traveled super far. You, well, know? you don't I need mean, to, was... you're Michigan dude. Cause like you got right. 35 clubs. <laughs> I mean, and that, that's the bummer about me going to Michigan. Like I want to hit some Michigan stuff, but like it's 12 fucking hours. Like, Basically, by the time I go around, I mean, I even looked at the damn ferry and like I might take that once or twice across the lake. Yeah, I mean, I've I've pretty much, you know, stuck to to Midwest stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. Chicago a couple of times, Grand Rapids, obviously lots of Kalamazoo rallies, even when I didn't have a bike, even when I was retired and, mm-hmm. you know, had had left the group. Um, Ann Arbor, you know, when the I, well, I will get to that in a second. Uh, Toledo, you know all that. So, uh, it was, that was right about the time, like 2007, I think is when I moved out of Kalamazoo, which was super hard. Um, but we moved to Ann Arbor. So it was like, I'd, I'd moved to another, uh, another town with a branch, right. And mm-hmm. just kind of started hanging out with, uh, with the guns eventually ended up, uh, becoming a gun. Okay. Um, they were, they were cool dudes, but, uh, it just, it wasn't the same, the same feel, right. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, each group kind of has their own thing. Um, so I, I rode with them for a couple of years, helped out with a couple of the, the red October rallies. Those were always a lot of fun going out to the cider mill and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I think it was the end of red October four, 
maybe five. That's when I, uh, I put my retirement in. I, I hung it up. Um, now, how come were you just, was it, you're just kind of burnt out of bikes. You kind of just job or that, that always kind of, cause I got into mopeds late, if you will, compared to some people, like I got into like, there was something I'd been looking for, whether I knew it or not, but like, I got into mopeds when I was like 36, 37, 30, no, God, mid thirties. We'll say that it doesn't fucking matter, but like, and I'm still in love with it just as much as I was. I mean, the first time I got that smile right now. So, yeah, I mean, like, like kind of the reason, um, you know, the guns were a super tight group and I always kind of felt like a bit of an outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, and life was, was starting to get crazy. You know, I, I had taken a couple of years off of school and was getting ready to go back and, you know, finish up my degree and, you know, working full time and all this. So it just, it seemed like the right thing to do the right time, you know, changes in life and stuff like that. Um, that said, I always kind of hung out and, you know, maintained communication with the guys in Kalamazoo and anytime, you know, the decons would throw a rally, I'd show up. Yeah. Um, no, did you were, say, not to interrupt you, but did you like, and I can totally identify like always feeling like an outsider, never being a part of, um, did you sell your bikes at this point or good? <laughs> no, I've, I've never really sold any of my, my core bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would always like wheel and deal stuff, you know, if I could find something cheap and, you know, pick up a $50 motorbicane, polish a turd and uh, pass it off to somebody else. Yeah. But I kept everything. I, at that point, like when I moved from Kalamazoo, I had, <laughs> we rented a 26 foot U-Haul to move a, a small two bedroom apartment because the last eight feet were all mopeds. I think I had like 10 bikes when I moved. That's a, uh, That's awesome. You know, but, good for you for having priorities. Okay. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> but, you know, then I, I always still, you know, hung out and would, would go to rallies and stuff like that, even without a bike that was running or without bringing a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, when, when the decons threw salute your ports, that was uh that was a super cool rally. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been on and talked about that, but. Uh, I've heard some stuff about, I heard it was fucking wild. Like, I've heard it was pretty wild. It was pretty, yeah. So pretty much long and short of it, there was this, uh, this old Girl Scout camp mm-hmm. that we were able to rent the entire grounds for next to nothing. And this was a, a joint venture uh, rally. It was, you know, the decons and the ghost riders put it together. And I want to say Motion Left gave some, some help in there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, there were just tons of people that just descended on this. It was like one of the, early camping rallies, everybody getting together, um, met Andy scouting that weekend for the first time from Toledo, yeah. uh, super fun. So, uh, he brought a boat out with him and was out on the, uh, the water, you know, he, he registered early and, uh, just took his boat out and then nobody heard from him for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> um, later on that night at the party, right? Like some phone phone calls start blowing up around midnight. And uh, they're like, hey, is anybody sober? <laughs> what? Well, Andy got arrested and he's he's getting sprung from jail and we need somebody sober to go pick him up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there were, you know, 150, 200 people there. And uh, I think I was the only sober person. So awesome. I don't drink. Straight edge kid, right? Yeah. So I, like, well, I defaulted into straight edge. I jokingly tell people I had to get sober when I was 19 and. I quit smoking after my moped accident. So like, I don't do shit either myself. So yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I jumped in my car with, uh, one of Andy's buddies that I can't remember his name. 
I haven't seen the dude since. But uh, we drove like 20 miles down the road to the uh, to pick him up from jail. So he's walking. <laughs> they finally cut him loose, and he was walking back towards the campground, or at least in the general direction, wearing like a pair of uh, swim trunks, flip flops, and uh, I think he had a life jacket, and that was it. Like, no I could shirt. I could fucking see Andy just walking with his head kind of down low and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was that was a wild weekend. Uh, one of the one of the other decons built a foam machine. So in the middle of the woods, we had like a foam dance party. Super awesome. gross. Yeah, um, not sticky was, at was, all. No, no, it wasn't <laughs> terrible or awful at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a super fun rally. Uh, that came back actually a few years later. I made it out to uh, MCR when they were doing one of their early zombie rides. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually think I blew one of Andy's bikes up. <laughs> so I just <laughs> ridden out there with uh So even when I was retired, I was, I was still, you know, trolling the, the message boards and, you know, helping folks in the community out, trying to help them build bikes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd met Andrew Clark, uh, one of the, one of the Clark brothers. Yeah. yeah I was helping dude. him with a, with a motorbicane. Okay. And uh, then, heard about the uh the zombie rides i'm like hey dude what, what are your thoughts on uh just going out and hanging out with the mcr crew so we went out to the old masty and uh you know andy comes by he's like hey uh we're getting ready to go for a ride i'm like all right well we're just gonna hang out we didn't bring bikes or anything he's like did i say anything about needing a bike we're getting ready <laughs> to go for a ride get yourself ready yeah so he threw me on a uh i want to say it was a kitted marini you know, one of his race bikes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, temperature dropped like 30 degrees from the time we took off to the time we got back to the shop. Oh, that's uh, rough. Yeah, I, I soft seas like a handful of times on this, you know, uh, <laughs> hen's teeth kit, right? What are you yeah. going to find for a Marini, right? Yeah. But, you know, totally cool about it. I was going to say Andy probably took it all with a smile like, oh, dude, it's mopeds, no worries. Like, Andy... Dude, yeah, I love Andy and Sarah. Like those, I both those kids. Like, whatever they need, I love. Like, they're great people. Super awesome people. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, anyhow, you know, I went to a couple other rallies. Uh, MA twenty. You know, showed up to that shit show. Um, <laughs> didn't have a bike with me. I I borrowed a motorcycle from a friend. I was just ripping around on a motorcycle all weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in and out and I saw all the stuff going on. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to have any part of this. Uh, sorry to <laughs> anybody that was there and uh, had a shitty time, but. Uh, I just hear all these secondhand stories. And I'm like, that actually sounds like a great rally, except for like Ryan. Like I I'm buddies with Ryan after his accent. Like he sent me pictures like. Right. I love Ryan. Um, But like, other than that accent, dude, like I love catastrophes and it's not like everything <laughs> about that like from people who were there and actually like getting beer because there was no beer or party like oh, i would have just been smiling the whole time because again i love catastrophes but yeah oh, it was, there's no denying it was an absolute shit show yeah um you know that said it was it was a good time because it was you know a rally and how was yeah. it not going to be a good time right yeah exactly like i always tell people you can you can make anything fun. If you have 15 of your buddies, you can go to the shittiest bar in the world and it'll be a blast because you're with 15 of your buddies. So it's like, yeah, dude, there's no bad times at a rally unless you get in an accident. But, you know, either that, pick up and go. Right. Well, I mean, so shitty times with uh, with some of your good friends, right? That's that's kind of what brought me back to mopeds. 
Oh, so, really? That's awesome. Some people so, probably yeah, we'll, quit mopeds because of MA20. I mean, the yin and yang, that guy. So yeah, let's we'll just we'll just snap it forward. It was like 2018 yeah. okay. when uh when I started to get back into this. So um there's a there's a car road rally that I run called Chop Top Challenge. Okay. And so the premise of this is you take a car that was never a convertible, you cut the roof and windshield off, and it's a cross-country photo scavenger hunt in March. So it takes off, or in the past, it had taken off from Chicago, um, gone to Vegas, gone to New Orleans, gone to Miami, Austin, Texas. Um, It's funny because it's it's super moped heavy. Mm -hmm. So there's like four teams that are old moped guys. Like the last year that I ran the rally. So the the event is organized and run by a former bourbon bandit. Okay. Uh, There's uh, Richie from KFC has run a car. there was a team from uh, old petty cash guys that, mm-hmm. that put a car together a couple of years ago. Uh, Decons have two or three guys with cars. So I, I took my daily driver and cut the roof off of it because Dude, that's so it, awesome. <laughs> it was a $500 piece of shit, just like all my mopeds and stuff like that. And it yeah. wasn't running right. So I bought a new car and just fucking cut this one and drove it across the country. Um, but it really reminded me how much I love working on stupid things and, and doing dumb stuff with yeah. cool people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after I got back from, uh, from chop top, uh, a guy at work gave me a Hobbit to rebuild. So I got that for him, you know, put everything back together. Uh, I'd had a, a poop sitting in the garage that a buddy of mine bought years before I did a, a full rebuild on that. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's time for me to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I called Brad Hale up because he had, you know he'd put out there that he had a couple of Tomos that he was okay. looking to offload. I was like, well, I don't have a whole lot of expendable income right now, but I do have this guitar. I don't play. What are your thoughts? So we made a trade. I got uh, two boxes of Tomos motors and a frame and a half for a guitar. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'd, I'd never worked on a Tomos a day in my life. I, like I said, pretty much only ever played French. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I threw that shit in the back of my truck and, uh, went out for um run of the mill okay. the decons rally yeah um and in true fashion the first day of the rally i'm building a uh bike out of, of course you are who, who knows what parts right never having yeah. played almost anything and i'm sitting here with a dremel like cutting windows and uh in pistons for an a3 to throw an a35 jug on there and mm. you know just yeah. all these parts that i've got fuck let's go for it fucking um, send it dude yeah so, you know, I got the bike together and, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's not going to run. It's not going to run, you know, whatever. It didn't, it wasn't a big deal. I had choppy with me too. So I was just going to drive that as chase mm-hmm. if, if I couldn't get a bike together. Um, word of note, the, uh, the VM 16, it <laughs> doesn't take the same jets as the VM 18. So that's I, I a, that's a hiccup about it. Makunis. They're all fucking different, dude. Like the VM 16 to 18 to 20, all different jets. Like that's why I love Polini's. Right. So it, it came down to, I couldn't get the bike tuned. I, I got it. So it would run and I could, you know, kind of hand, hand feather the, uh, the air intake and kind of get it to go, but it wasn't going to happen for a long ride. Yeah. Um, so somebody threw me a loaner bike and I ripped around at the rally and, you know, got the bike together. Uh, that next summer got together with, uh, I think it was right around that same time, actually, that, um, I had sent a message to, uh, to the, to the admins of the decon. So Dave and, I don't know, whoever else was, uh, was running it and was like, Hey, can you move me from being a guns retired 
to being a decom retired because at this point it seems more fitting, right? I'd, I'd feel yeah. be better being buried with my people. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting a back patch sent in the mail and they said, we, we uh, made a vote and you're a scout. You don't, you don't have the option to be retired. <laughs> so, all right. Um, you know, finally got, got the bikes together and running and uh, started hanging out with a lot of the Ipsy crew. Um, you know, I was living in Ipsy at the time, so we would Love have the no-nos. rides to, with some of the no-nos and then, uh, you know, Andrew Clark, a couple of, uh, yeah, Clark ballers are great, dude. They're like just good people. Absolutely. Amazing people. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, reconnected with those guys, there's some, uh, some unaffiliated folks around Ipsy that are super awesome. Um, and then uh, a couple MCR guys, and we would have mm-hmm. weekly rides with anywhere from like five to 15 people, which was super cool. That's fucking awesome, um, dude. Actually, I want to give a shout out to one of the guys in Ipsy that, uh, that has been uh, really awesome dude and helped the, the decons out. So our, our, uh, our buddy Tyler or Ty um, was, was skateboarding on the decon decons have a mini ramp okay. um, because what's, what's a great idea for, you know, mid late thirties dudes, you know, skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He shattered his ankle and took, uh, you know, a bunch of, bunch of reconstructive surgery and uh, Matthew Mitchell, man, this dude's awesome. He, uh, he donated a bike to a to a raffle to help pay for uh for ty's medical bills dude that's awesome i remember seeing okay i remember seeing this raffle and that was right that was somewhere right in the time frame of my moped accident like i remember seeing like just being really touched that the moped community did that for somebody who was injured that's so fucking awesome yeah that's that's the biggest thing man The, the community of this is just unreal you know what i mean mm-hmm. again like you say it's it's uh dudes playing with stupid toys right yeah yeah so um but yeah after after coming back with that man it's uh it's been super cool coming back and and back into the fold and you know having a little more age on me i guess you know what i mean like yep i talk to these dudes you know we're, we're 120 miles away i talk to them literally every single day yeah you know it's just finding people that are that are solid like that you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it's super cool well it's weird because exa- oh, sorry <clears throat> um you click with who you click with i mean that's that's the goofy thing well like i have people across the country like we talk mopeds three four times a week and like i don't do that with a lot of people locally i mean it's just it's just how it is but um you talked about come back in like what is mopeds like for you right now during the the after times of um rona and whatnot has that been just have you guys been getting together still or like what's that whole existence because like i was talking to somebody like i think it was richmond somebody or something like that they're like we have a ton of people here that never been to a rally like Mm -hmm. and i got i got to hit a couple but like yeah i've I've been to, I've had the experience and whatnot, but like, I haven't had a good summer of fucking going broke, going to rallies. Like, um, so what is, I guess, circle back, like what's been the moped scene kind of in your neighborhood because of Rona? So, I mean, through 2020, you know, we were meeting every Wednesday and getting together. Mm-hmm. Um, actually you had, uh, you had Brian from the zeros on a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Love Brian. Uh, awesome dude he lives in ann arbor he used to come out to to the weekly wednesday rides okay and like he was saying you know with the he he found his people right yeah the zeros were his people 
Yep. Um, but you know, Brian comes out and, you know, or came out and would ride. Um, I'd come down, like I say, we, we rode every single, every single Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, get together and wrench and stuff like that. Um, 2021 was a little more taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd moved about 20, 25 minutes out of, out of Ipsy, but okay. I, you know, I'd still throw a bike in the back of my car and, you know, shoot down there when I could. Um, but it, it just seemed to fragment a little bit more. Um, now it's been a lot of just riding by myself, you know, just have a real shit day at work and just throw my helmet on. I've got a, you know, Bluetooth com on the helmet. Mm-hmm. So fire up some music and just blast around. Dude, there's nothing better. Like I, I got to do that one time in December and just like, I, it was like 50 degrees in Minnesota. And like, I was speeding home because it was, you know, it gets dark just like in Michigan. Like, and I got to ride around the lakes in St. Paul and like up, I was so fucking jet, dude, that, that right after work ride, it, it can be very magical sometimes. Oh, for sure. I've been, uh, I've been really fighting myself to not pull the bike out and just rip it around a little bit right now, just for a snow run. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I get, I get a little sketch on that, but like, I keep on fucking with the zeros. I'm like, dude, we're going to have a ride during your rally. They're like, don't bring a bike. We'll supply you with bikes. But yeah, dude, I'm fucking, if you don't think I'm going to try to get somebody to go out on some moped rides during the zero swap meet, if it's above 35, I'm going to go on a moped ride. Yeah. Uh, I went to, uh, to their swap at the shop a couple of years ago and, uh, mm-hmm. bought a bike from Andy. Um, so this has actually turned into like my, my new thing. Um, this is the Maximos, right? It's a Maxi N with a, with a Tomos A35 slapped on there. That's so um, fucking rad. I love it. And it's, it's a super Andy build. Uh, I, I know a lot of people have heard him or have probably heard him say that uh, cross-threading is the poor man's Loctite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've gone through it on fucked some things on the bike. I mean, I love you, Andy. You're awesome, dude. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's, when I bought that bike, man, I, I zipped it up and around it was it was cold as shit it was like 20 degrees but uh oh i can't do that like i i'm 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 a wuss i'll 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 admit that no it's it's good (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually i'm stoked i'm gonna try to make it down to uh to this year's swap at the shop i should be able to make it out for at least a couple hours yeah yeah. i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna drive in from minnesota i was thinking about flying but I'm going to go out to the Arcadia thing in Boston in May. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just drive and I'm going to bring some parts and try to sell some t-shirts. Maybe who knows? Um, so you talked about um, kind of getting out of the scene, coming back in. Um, I'm going to hit pause. Second chance. Moped podcast. Um, and we're back because I had to ask a question because I am not, a, I've learned some boundaries in my life, people, not many, but I've learned one, but, um, so you talk about coming back in and like, I really don't know much and that's what fascinates me. And I'm trying to dig, I'm trying to get more ghost riders. I'm trying to get the Michigan like whole scene. Cause like you guys are my neighbors, but like, I don't know shit about you other than like the zeros and they're in Ohio. Um, but I did see, and I had people hit me up because apparently people think I know things. Um, I know you guys recently lost a member and I'm trying to gingerly ask who was it and what happened? 
Um, so, uh, DJ was, uh, he's an awesome dude and, uh, it's, it's super hard. Um, he was actually over. So over the last five or six years, he's been, uh, you know, patched in as a member. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been on the periphery or had been on the periphery for a while and then, uh, just went full in. And, uh, I mean, he was really the glue that, that held everybody together. And, uh, you know, like we had, uh, one of our, one of our members had some, uh, personal issues and, uh, ended up having, you know, a relationship breakup and, uh, Deej was, was right there. Hey man, come move in with me. You know, his house became the de facto, uh, hangout place, you know, parties, dinners. It was, it would be every week. You'd be like, Hey man, I'm cooking this, this massive spread. Who wants to come on out? Everybody was always welcome. Um, awesome fucking dude. Amazing artist. He was a tattoo artist, you know, had Mm -hmm. his own shop. Um, you know, we had this thing where it was, you know, anytime I'd come into town for a rally, he'd tattoo me. And then, uh, then we'd hang out all weekend. Fucking awesome, dude. I mean, the most genuinely nice person that you, you would ever meet. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's fucking hard, man. It's, it's real hard. Yeah. And dude, losing a buddy, no matter what, how you lose them sucks. And like, I'm not, I'm somebody who's um, dealt with a lot of death in my life. And that's the best somebody can say it fucking sucks. And like, does time heal all wounds? I don't know. It just fucking becomes different. That's about the best I can say. Like I still like, the other week, my dad's been dead for fucking thir- almost 35 years. No, 25 years. And I still got, I got fucking just enraged, pissed at him because he he was an asshole and didn't go to his heart doctor appointments. Like, and like other friends, like making poor life choices and fucking ODing. And like, because I'm in a 12-step program. I have been since I was 19 years old. I've watched friends fucking just chose death and that sucks and like from like the random car accident to like just i mean that sucks but like and i i don't know i'm going to my fucking spiel and i'm sorry i'm sorry about your friend dude that's what i'm trying to say i really appreciate that um you know like i say we we've all got uh little pieces right you know we've mm-hmm. got i i <laughs> it uh run of the mill too i went out there a day early and uh Deej did an, an awesome piece for me. So let, let me ask you this, right? You're, you're wrenching on stuff. What's yep. the one fucking part you can, or tool you can ever find? 10 millimeter, dude. Right there. Fucking awesome. Our lady of the, of the toolbox there did a, a 10 millimeter deep well tattoo for me because nice. why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those that uh, it's, I tell you what, it's, it's awesome to have this and be able to look back and, and think about it. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had a, a leather wallet made. I, I found an artist that did leather work. I, I hollered at DJ. I'm like, Hey man, can you do uh can you do this up for me? Just this design is what I'm thinking. So I sent that off. So it's a collaborative piece. Right. But it's like, every time I pull my wallet out to pay for gas or whatever, it's like, I got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's fucking so, rad, dude. That's fucking rad. Like, and just because like, yeah, I'll, I can go on about grief and loss and like acceptance and blue, whatever. But yeah, dude, like moped, mopeds, dude. Like that's why <laughs> that's the fucking rad thing about this shit. Like I don't understand the world 
I don't understand how to keep friendships or relationships or anything like that. Like, but I understand how to put a bike together, like kind of, and I understand how to make motors go. Like that's what, that's what I love about mopeds is what I'm saying. Like, but, but, you know, on that, that friendship piece, right? Like yep. these stupid toys breed those, those friendships. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. You know, like that's, that's the single biggest thing that, you know, that I take away from this or have taken away from this for nearly 20 years is the community mm-hmm. aspect. It's amazing to see what it does. You know what I mean? Like I moved into my new neighborhood and the guy two doors down from me and you see your, uh, your Detroit moped work shirt on, he's wearing one of those. I'm like, fucks this guy got got going on right yeah and then uh i see him tooling around on a, a concord xke just this cherry concord nice like, dude okay well that's super cool and i was i was walking the dog you know a couple days later about six blocks from my house and there was a guy with an fa50 wrenching in his in his driveway yeah yeah so it's you know you know touching base with these guys and like hey man if you ever need any help with this man hit me up i've been doing this for ages right yeah you know, there's, that's one of the things when I'm, when I'm trolling Moped Army, there's always folks looking for help in the area. I'm like, dude, hit me up. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to ask for, for any money on this. I want to help you learn. I want to help build the community, right? Like mm-hmm. not in it to make money or to, to it, it's cheaper for me to go out in the garage and turn a wrench than it is to go and pay for therapy. Oh right? yeah, dude. And, and if you can build that community and do something for, for somebody and, you know, bring it around and then have them remember that, you know, years down the road and, and, you know, you come back into contact with that person. It's super rad. Or, you know, you find a bike that, uh, that you had had, or you had had a hand in, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the paperclip thing, right. Where I'm going to trade a paperclip and trade up and trade up and trade up and trade up. Right. Yep. Yep. So I scored, uh, this was a number of years ago, uh, in urban express for free. Okay. So I picked that up, got it running, you know, tinkered around with it, traded it for, uh, for a generic Minarelli Mm -hmm. and, uh, didn't do anything to that. Traded that out, got an arcade machine out of it and then traded that up to a motorcycle, sold the motorcycle and bought a moped again. But then, I was looking in this, right? And uh, I was at a, at a rally. I want to say it was one of the Zeros rallies. Or I'm um, sorry, the, uh, the No-No's rallies. Okay. And the bike that they were raffling off was one that I had owned at some point in this, this trading up and out and around. So I was talking to him like, hey, Brad, uh, whatever happened to that pipe, right? Like when you got that bike, it didn't have a pipe, but I threw that and the ignition to so-and-so he's like, Oh yeah, I bought that on this bike. So seeing all this stuff working together is it's just, I don't know, man. It's really funny when you see that stuff happen. No, dude, that's fucking it's, it's the small world of mopeds is what it is. It's just, it's just funny shit like that. Like this summer I went, you know, I went through a rough spot and just had to get on a road trip and went out to Richmond end of the Baker's dozen. And like, I did not want to drive straight and sit and sleep in a fucking rest stop so fucking nina who lives in chicago is like oh i found these dead animal parts and i'm a taxidermist and i don't think i can get them on the plane do you want to drop them off at my house i'll give you a place to sleep for the night i'm like okay like that's just it's silly moped stuff all the time like i mean the connection you're 100 percent right the connections you make 
is just, yeah, I have friends. Like I always tell people all the time, like my house is open. Like if you need a place to stay, if you want to come up in Minnesota during the summer, dude, come on up. You always got room here. Like I'll fight. We'll go tear up some roads in St. Paul. Cause I still have to say St. Paul is one of the best cities to ride mopeds in, in the country. Like everybody's got their cool shit and I'm not trying to take away, but like, we have dirty, like shitty river roads to like beautiful country riding out by vineyards. Like, and just, I fucking love, I love my city for riding mopeds. Yeah. I've been out to, uh, to the twin cities a couple times for work. And, uh, every time I've gone, I'm like, man, this is super awesome. This is a really cool place to, uh, to hang out. I'd like to come back when I actually have time to, you know, do stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the hiccup. <laughs> um, Who knows? Maybe I'll make it out there and uh, rip around on a bike sometime. Yeah, dude. Fucking anytime you're out, just hit me up. Like seriously, I I've got a garage full of hobbits. Like, <laughs> um, but I I I ask people this, and I'll ask you two things, and have fun with this, please. Dumb is in the fun sense. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done on a moped? shit you're just like how in the fuck did i get myself in the situation like fun after the fact or anything like that uh so one of the dumbest things was so like i say i rode out to uh to red october 2 and it's it was like 120 130 miles but this was on a stock bike that's a good um, click yeah so you know the the ride out was great the end of the rally or the rally was winding down and uh my ride it's like, all right, man, let's, uh, let's throw your bike in the truck and let's, uh, let's head back to Kalamazoo. I don't know, man. I think we're good. I, I think I'm going to ride back. I think I'm going to ride back to Kalamazoo. So oh. We tore out of Ann Arbor at 7, 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bunch of construction, So, uh, and GPS on a phone wasn't really a thing. Yeah. And then it started downpouring. Yeah. It was like <laughs> 4 o'clock in the morning before I got home. <laughs> and of course, you know, I had to be up the next morning for class and work and all that other shit, real yeah, life, but yeah, yeah, life kept going. So, I mean, that was, you know, dumb on my, my point, but, uh, I mean, the dumbest thing is, is getting involved in the first place, right? That's the cheat code <laughs> right there. Um, I, I find this, I don't know why I fell in the list, especially after my accident, but like, what's the fastest you've ever been on a moped? Cause I've somehow got chasing speed a few years, like last summer, really on bikes. Like, have you ever been into building fast, fast stuff? No, man. Like my, my biggest thing is I want to ride something that's, and this is kind of funny to say reliable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather build something reasonable or, or mild yeah. um, that I know I can just beat the shit out of and not have to worry about, you know, riding on the, the bleeding edge. Um, that said, you know, the, uh, the Maximos that I picked up from Andy, I mean, it may have been that it seemed faster cause I didn't have GPS or anything, but it was 50 ish, but on a mm-hmm. rigid with shit tires and, uh, yeah. you know, half-assed front end. that's all wobbly missing bearings and shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like 50 on a rigid is fucking enough. <laughs> so, but I mean, I, I hate myself. So, you know, I, I mean, I rode a 40 T for like seven years. I had a yeah. rigid one Oh three for a long time. You know? Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it, it's like every time I I'm like, 
oh, I'm riding the sofa down the road, you know, on the 50V or whatever. And it's like, I'd rather have a vinyl enema. Where's, where's, uh, you know, a rigid <laughs> something, you know what I mean? That's fucking awesome. Um, what's your 2022 plans for mopeds? Cause like we're past the first year. I think at least my little outlook it is I have, I don't, I'm not in a club, not affiliated. So like I can only just project and see what the rest of the world's doing. I think rallies are coming back this coming summer. We're always seeing the calendar kind of sporadically get filled up. What are your plans for the summer? I know you got that little newborn in your life. So, I mean, I realize dad's got to stay home a little bit, but. <laughs> yeah, she's two months, a little over two months old now. So it's going to, it's going to impact some stuff, but. Uh, and I mean, congratulations. Gonna, I will say that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Uh, just my plan is to hang out in the garage and, and wrench on some stuff here and there. And then, uh, you know, anything that's, that's close by, it's going to be just a, a shot down for a day kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I've, I've thrown uh, a bike in the back of choppy and, you know, drive two stupid vehicles around, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that's, that's my game plan for, you know, anything that's close by. Right on. Um, yeah, dude, I'm going to try to get to something in other than the swap meet, but like I got to get it something in Michigan. Cause I did ride with the zeros and KMR like zeros and KMR did a meetup and I'll say this, the Irish Hills of Michigan are fucking gorgeous. Like, I was mm-hmm. thoroughly impressed. Terrible roads, I will say that. Like, I've been on minimum maintenance roads that are smoother than the roads in Michigan, but beautiful countryside, I'll say that. Um, yeah, <laughs> you just, yeah, you're that's... just nodding. There's no argument with that. <laughs> Look, man, I have I can't tell you how many tires I've blown in my cars from, from catching potholes or you know, bent rims on mopeds to, I mean, yeah, Michigan roads are awesome. I love them. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, you got to come to St. Paul because like they don't like, we have some of the smoothest roads in all the Metro. Like there's like one, I felt kind of bad because um, last year they had kind of an impromptu swap meet, I guess uh, the castle rollers. And like, I showed up to it and it was cool. It was everybody's first getting back together. And there's some people down from St. Cloud and sh- I don't know why they didn't lead a ride, but like I ended up re- leading a ride of like seven, eight people. And like, I took them on the worst road of St. Paul. And like, it was still, the roads were still frozen. So everything was just fucking just jackhammer bumpy, which I was fine with. I was used to by then. But like one guy's like, dude, I had to get up on my pedals. Cause it was so fucking rough. I'm like, yeah, it builds character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's, uh, Dude, I, I, it's mopeds. It's, it is what it is, man. Um, so yeah, dude, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. We'll get you posted here. We'll chit chat a little bit afterwards. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And I, I don't just say this, people. Like I mean this. Like, come hang out. I'll fucking throw you on a dirty Hobbit. We'll fucking ride all over the cities. Um, so again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and all that good shit. Repost every once in a while. It makes me feel happy. Um, and thank you for all the iTunes listens, or Apple Pod, or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Um, yeah, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. <laughs> Coughing. Um, and don't forget, mopeds are dumb. Yes, they are. All right, talk to you later, my guy. Bye. Later. Thank <laughs> you.